and welcome to Chicks Talking Drag. My name is Anna. And I'm Gabby. And uh, here we always talk about everything and anything Drag Race. And this time around is Drag Race UK. Beware of spoilers. Hello everyone and welcome back to Chicks Talking Drag. Today we're talking episode 7, season 3 of RuPaul Drag Race UK. Of course, uh, I'm Gabby, and with me there's always the wonderful Anna. And uh, yeah, today has been uh, actually quite an interesting episode altogether, but let's just dive into it. After the elimination, Crystal apologizes to the public, randomly enough, about the performance of the eliminated girls. Because, um, of course, we all know at this point that both Teresa and River were eliminated during last week's episode. It was a double sachet, and it was interesting to see. And uh, we can all agree that it wasn't the greatest performance by all means, but at the same time, we also can agree that it wasn't the worst. And Anna and I agree that Teresa should have stayed. But of course, that wig debacle wasn't great. Ella is sad because uh, she loved both girls. And, uh, like, they were, I think, her friend at that point in the competition. And Crystal, as usual, reminds Kitty that she doesn't have any badges, which uh, is basically Crystal always trying to put down other queens and make herself feel better and show herself as a front runner, which we get it. Like, you did well so far, but, like, chill. Scarlett also says some interesting things, especially to Ella saying that she's not funny and uh, she doesn't like she might have personality but she she generally doesn't make rule laugh and ella is like wait a fucking minute i won the comedy challenge of the season which is nash game so don't come for me bitch and i'm all here for that because of course all queen have their main characteristic and their main uh, attributes like and they of course excel in one thing but that doesn't mean that they need to be pigeonholed in that specific box of course you see ella as a drama queen but that doesn't mean that she cannot be funny she cannot sing or she cannot give fashion because so far in this in the season yeah her fashion sometimes was questionable but she can dance and she can sing so back off but we get the next day into the workroom and we're reminded that this is our top five so anna did you expect this to be our top five so we have ella crystal kitty the vanity and we have scarlet did you expect those five to be our top five mm, <laughs> okay so here's the tea honestly speaking if you had asked me from the first episode who i would have predicted to be the top five uh, this top five would not be it, not gonna lie. I saw Charity and Victoria Scone, Veronica Green. Um, I also did see Crystal Versace in that top five, but I did not see Ella Kitty Vanity there. So, yeah, it's quite a surprise to me, but it just goes to show that first impressions don't always correlate to how they're gonna progress in the competition, right? When Veronica came from season two back into season three, we were like, oh my god, she's gonna go so far. And then she went out really early. So it just goes to show you really don't know what to expect at all. And speaking of unexpected things in the RuPaul verse, 
we do get a maxi challenge. Now, this episode, we don't have a mini challenge, probably because this maxi challenge is something very different, actually, that we haven't seen before. Now, we already had a sewing challenge this season. We already had pl plenty of runway challenges. So this is something a little bit different. The queens must serve free looks in the Miss Fugly beauty pageant. Now, to me, fugly means, you know, ugly. But in this case, it doesn't mean ugly, but it stands for friend, you gotta love yourself. And for the first time in drag race history, they will be racing against the clock as they put together looks on a time crunch. They won't know the category until each runway presentation. And the first category is fugly swimwear. So first of all, before we get into the nitty gritty of the challenge, one thing I, I really liked about this episode is how we got to go behind the scenes and have a rawer look at how the queens got ready. It seems less edited, more unfiltered, and it's a great way to see how the queens must race against the clock, especially when they're doing a runway challenge. Because like for me, I've always wondered like, oh, how long does it take for them to get ready? Like how long does it take them to do their makeup? Uh, how long do they have workroom chats for? And we've really got to see all of that today. So I watched this episode two times, right? So when I watched the episode the first time and they had, you know, the clock, I was a bit like, wait, I'm so confused because like the editing was a little bit more choppy. It was a little bit less polished than it usually is. And while I did like the episode, I actually liked the episode more when I watched the, the second time because I was like, okay, this makes sense now. So it's literally showing you exactly how long they have to put their runway look together, how long they have until they have to go into the main stage. And I was like, okay, this is, this is actually really, really interesting because we don't want to see another sewing challenge. We don't want to see another design challenge. We want something different. And let's face it, season three has been, you know, it has had a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And it's nice to see something different because I want to see something original. I want to see something I haven't seen before. And we haven't seen that before. So it's good to know how long the queens are taking to do their makeup and changing their outfits. Diana and have more time, though. <laughs> they were high well, yeah, crunch. Who was such a tight grudge? Like I am a woman, and if you give me six minutes to get ready, I will freak out. I mean, I can do it. I can get ready in twenty minutes and be done. But I like to have Buying more full time. Glam? I like to, <laughs> yeah, I like to, but I like to not feel so rushed. Like I would prefer to have like. I would prefer to have the whole hour at least so I can just kind of relax and like chill and do things slowly and like I can have my face be have my outfit on and whatever not feel like I'm running around like a headless chicken and we really did get to see that headless chicken vibe during this fugly swimwear um, challenge and as well as seeing the queens running around trying to get their looks together we also got to see them doing their workroom chats. Now, as you know, we normally talk about the workroom chats after the main challenge is done, but this is a little bit different. So it's like, okay, so they're trying to fugly swimwear looks, but at the same time, they're like having chats. And I'm like, okay, interesting. And Kitty discusses trolling and asks if anyone has ever been trolled online. Most people have. 
But Ella chimes in saying she's really just gets people asking to lick her juicy bum hole. Um, Crystal asks Kitty if trolling has affected her and she says no, which I think is really interesting um, because we know that body shaming is a real, real issue, but Kitty's not actually affected about how people see her, which I think is really good. Growing up, she was told she was the bigger child and that never really bothered her because that's just how she is. She says in drag, she loves it because she has this juicy body that everybody loves and she feels like a million dollars. She is body confident and has always been told to love herself for who she is. And I think I think that's great because, you know, we all have our insecurities in our bodies. Uh, me and Gabby have spoken about this earlier in the season. So watch those episodes if you haven't already. But I think it's really nice to see with someone that's so body confident, both in and out of drag, because often what you have with the drag queens is they're far more confident in drag. And Kitty is confident either way, which I think is amazing. Like I said, not all of the queens feel as body confident as Kitty does. And Crystal is someone who feels far more confident in drag, which is pretty common, to be fair. As a boy, she takes what she does not like and puts it into her drag. And she doesn't always feel like she fits in as a boy. So she, she describes her drag as being her armor. And she does not see Luke which is the boy version of herself. She sees Crystal. And one thing we, we got to um, find out this episode as well is that Crystal is actually a virgin and has never had sex. Like, to me, that wasn't as big a surprise as everyone else thought it to be. I don't know why they were so surprised because she is only 19. It's like, well, some people don't have sex until their 20s, you know, which is absolutely fine. When Crystal walks out, she's like... She's the sexiest thing alive. I think the question that the queens had is where this sensuality and sexuality comes if uh, realistically there hasn't been experience in itself. Right. I mean, she literally does describe herself as sex on legs. So yeah, exactly. I get why they're confused. But like from a, a reality point of view, I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm, I wasn't actually that surprised, to be honest, because... I don't know about you, but sometimes the people that are the most um, sexualized are actually the ones that are the least sexual, if that makes sense. I mean, I am not one of those people. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's when people look to be the most happiest and they're actually the most anxious and sad. It's, it's kind of like that juxtaposition, right? Yeah. After all, the sensuality is Crystal's armor, right? But uh, we do get onto the runway. And um, Rue, of course, comes in. She looks good. And um, she's wearing this multicolored print gown, which feels very, very summer. Like, on, honest to God, hands on my chest. It feels like she's bringing us back to middle of August, middle of July. Not like the weather that we're living right now. Because at the end of the day, everything that she was wearing so far always had shown us a little bit of skin. And I feel like the material that she's wearing in this occasion is very light. But without further ado, we have 15 looks to go through. And uh, of course, I'm going to give you my rundown. And uh, Anna is going to give us uh, her standout so we're gonna try to keep it going as much as possible but of course we will end up chatting about things so don't worry so runway number one is spugly swimwear first up we have vanity wearing yellow hair and a yellow swimsuit which looks 
good on her. I think the color looks better than the swimsuit itself. Kitty looks um, real good in a multi-print purple, blue, and brown swimsuit with frizzy blonde hair. And the makeup is hilarious. Uh, like She made me giggle every time she walked that runway this week. Scarlett uh, is wearing a cat print uh, white um, swimsuit, which is giving all the crazy cat lady vibes slash eleganza. Ella is wearing a zebra metallic print swimsuit, which looks really good on her. Crystal is uh, giving us an outstanding sea creature realness, which is actually a little bit unexpected. So, Anna. Why are you standouts? Before I talk about my standouts, Gabby, I actually want to know what your favorite look is because I'm kind of curious to see whether we've got the same standouts. For me, in this case, it was Scarlett. I did enjoy this uh, particular swimsuit she was wearing, the print, uh, the details of having the toy cat on her shoulder as well as a cat in her bag. Yeah, that was it for me. Oh, really? That's actually quite surprising. Do you know why? Because I don't think we've ever put Scarlett in <laughs> the standouts, have we? We never. Or at least I haven't. Uh, I, did, I did like Scarlett's cat look, but for my standouts, it was Kitty and Crystal. So with Kitty, this is probably actually the first time that I've put her in a runway standout, just because like every look that she did was like really elevated and it really fit the brief. Yeah. And, you know, Kitty has often had runway looks that have been a little bit basic and the good thing is that she has an amazing personality and she's really funny so she can sell a look right because not everyone <laughs> has the talent to do that but i really loved kitty's fugly swimwear look because first of all i would totally wear that swimsuit she looks like boobarella who's just jet set it off to the hamptons and i'm really <laughs> feeling feeling her fantasy yeah i love it her boobs were amazing i was like oh my god God, give me your boobs immediately because, like, I'm looking hella flat next to you, like, for real. I literally wrote in my notes, her tits are amazing. And yes, they are. I can appreciate a good pair of boobs and they were great. I, I actually loved as well how she fashioned the swimwear like it was lingerie. Mm -hmm. Like, she had the, the lace blue kimono cape behind her. And she had the plunge neckline swimsuit with the floral tropical print, which, you know, I appreciate. But what really, like, set it off was the fact that she had Alan Carr teeth. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so, so that's the fugly component, right? She's literally having the comparison between the beauty and the beast. And I just thought it was great. She looked really good. And I was like, okay, I'm here for it. And then with Crystal, I mean, only Crystal can make something ugly look editorial. Like, she looked amazing basically this is totally a look that i would see bimini bomb boulash in as well not gonna lie because they're both mm -hmm. editorial mm -hmm. as fuck and i love that it was a chocolate starfish meets sea monster look and i don't mean that in the dirty way i mean she literally put a chocolate starfish in her face okay <laughs> i just want to clear that up guys but it was so high fashion and actually it really reminded me of aquarius oil spill mermaid moment and this is actually the the second look where it's reminded me of aquarius so i don't know whether she's drawing inspiration from her or they're just similar i'm not really mm -hmm. sure but either way she did look really good and i loved the coral fascinator and the seaweed netted dress she had on like basically yeah. it was grand glamour and filth and i was here for it 
Moving up, I'm sorry, but we've got to keep it going today. We have Charity Shop Chic, which is um, a challenge in which the girls need to style a look, incorporating five charity shop accessories slash dresses in their final look. And this takes 16 minutes. And uh, of course, we have uh, someone struggling. You want to take us away? Hmm. <laughs> I wonder who that can be. So... First of all, the whole time, Charity Shop Sue, who, if you don't know, that's who Crystal played in Snatch Game, right? So you actually get to see this character in real life. Is there trying to do comedy bits while the queens are rummaging around trying to find a flashy outfit? I love Sue. She makes me laugh. But the queens have such little time and she's really not helping them, which I guess is kind of the point. She's really trying to put them off and trying to show the judges who deals well with under pressure, who can stay undistracted and who is not dazzled by her star power and most of the girls are focusing on an outfit they know exactly what they want but there's a there's a few people that are on the struggle bus namely crystal and scarlet so yeah. crystal changes her outfit like five times she's trying to get chocolate starfish off her face she's got like five seconds to go and she still doesn't have an outfit on and i'm just like oh shit that is not good and really not what you have to bear in mind as well is that they have to have at least five fugly charity shop items in their look. So it's quite detailed what they have to do. In the end, Bristol and Scarlet kind of appear to have the same look. So they're both wearing LBDs, little black dresses. But um, mm, let's unpick that, Gabby, shall we? Let's. So on the runway, we have... Kitty wearing a mix of lilacs and neon colors with a lilac cardigan and a neon yellow tube skirt, which is giving me all the brunch eleganza. Crystal is wearing a black romper with red accessories. Ella is wearing a pastel eleganza with a blue pastel dress and purple hair, really feeling us like she just came out of the office and she's going to have those cocktails. Vanity is giving us an orange glitter dress and short blonde wig, like a pizzicat wig. We miss those. We really miss those so during this season. And lastly, we have Scarlett with a little black glitter dress and a blonde wig. So why are your standouts? Well, girl, it's definitely not Crystal or Scarlett because those looks were basic as F. I mean, I like a little Amen. black dress. Actually, the, actually, that's a lie. I'm never in a black dress unless it's got flowers on it and it's embroidered and super extra. You know me. I've never been in a plain dra black dress in my life unless I've had to wear it for work. But I'll tell you who was doing it for me. I actually have three standouts in this. So section. everyone else. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. Wow. I didn't even think of that. That was such a dumb moment. Yes. So yes, everybody else apart from those two so for me ella looked great mm -hmm. because she really she really nailed the charity shop's cheek if i just had to pick one standout it would have been her i think that she had the strongest look from this category yeah. uh with ella she really did look like one of those ladies that lunch but except like a charity shop version so yeah it made sense she was like so garish, but colorful, which, you know, I'm here for it. And I loved her lavender lilac blown out wig and how she paired it with the turquoise please satin midi dress with ruffle detail. And I wasn't really sure about the green gloves that was happening with it, but I did like the chunky pastel pink statement belt. And that was fabulous. And she looked beautiful. 
I mean, she always looks beautiful, to be fair, but I never think that she is like super high fashion. So I think this kind of category really worked for her. Mm-hmm. And then Kitty again, she nailed it. Yeah, she did. She looked good. Was it an outfit I would wear? Not the combination, no. But I did love that lilac knitted cardigan. Like, it was giving me all the cozy pastel winter vibes, and I was here for it. But I would never, ever, 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 ever pair it with that hideous lime green body skirt, which (laughs) I guess makes it fugly approved, right? That means she nailed the brief, because if I'm not going to wear it, it means that it's it's just, like, fugly. It was was literally, like, a a less cheap version of Daphne from Scooby-Doo, but I was still (laughs) here for it, especially because she had the lime green necktie as well with that Tiffany material, and then I loved the crisscross lavender heels as well. And then with Vanity, like, this is another one who's been really hit and miss on the runway like some looks i've loved and some looks i've been like what are you wearing girl like i love you but what are you wearing but (laughs) this was a look that i was here for because me i loved i love going to a charity shop and picking up clothes that other people are not wearing and if i found an orange sequin dress like this i would be so happy i would be like oh my goodness this is fabulous and i really loved how she styled it with the pussycat wig because yes it was giving me Monet from season 10 realness and I was here for it and she looked great. Like if it was with a longer curly wig, like that would have been even more amazing. But I loved the platform heels. I loved the belt and I loved the orange sequin dress. To be fair, I don't know, really know what was ugly about this look. So mm-hmm. maybe didn't nail it on that side, but I'd wear it. So that's what matters, right? Exactly. So last but not least, we have Fagli. We have the last category, which is Fagli, but make it fashionable in 30 minutes. So like, can you understand this is 30 minutes of pure madness? The girls will be running around. But of course, there are some chats. And Kitty, of course, takes the lead. And in this case, for us, only for you, special guest, Anna. So this this wasn't like by the way with the workroom chats this episode nothing's like super like heavy as they have been in previous episodes a little bit more lighthearted which we love to see and basically they ask if anyone's ever got ready in 30 minutes before and apparently charity case has got ready in 3 minutes which <laughs> I'm I'm sure they're joking but it's, it's still pretty impressive considering how conceptual and artistic she is I know I'm still talking about her even though she left like 4 episodes ago and they talk about runway mishaps and Vanity tells them about how her wig fell off when she was doing Beyonce. And she was like, well, thank God it was the end of the song. And she basically just flipped over her shoulder and walked off like nothing had happened. And I was like, okay, girl, you work. Because at least it didn't happen at the beginning of the show because people would have been like, um, yeah. oh, she made a mistake. But then she just made it look like it was part of her set. And then Scarlet, this is literally the most Scarlet thing to do as well, by the way. She mm-hmm. kicked off one of her heels to the audience and it hit a woman in the face. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Did this woman sue her? Because I would not be happy if someone threw a shoe at me, whether it was by accident or not. You know, I'll be like, uh... Excuse me. Speak to my lawyer. And not that I can afford a lawyer, but you know, (laughs) I'll be there. I'll be there watching. And then Kitty was at a brunch 
and the venue was making the queens do lip syncs with the audience i've been to brunches like this i've seen this happen so i know what she's saying mm-hmm. and she was lip syncing against the, this woman and someone's tip fell out i was like okay good <laughs> That's just the juiciness that we want to see. It would have been even better if Kitty was just like, okay, I guess I better play the drums on her tits now. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) That would have been funny. But yeah, we do get onto the runway. This is our last runway. So excited. Uh, First up, we have Ella, which is wearing a purple and yellow tartan poncho slash chaps realness and i'm like i don't like it but i guess that is the whole point vanity is wearing a duvet like let it be known she's wearing a duvet on the runway (laughs) crystal is wearing a multicolored jacket um which has four has faces she is like a bomb is like the rainbow has vomited and then made a child that would be crystal Scarlett's wearing a pink velour tracksuit and a puffer jacket, which is giving us all the EastEnders references we needed. And Kitty is wearing a neat dress, which also has a reveal, but starts with a kitten in the middle saying Kitty Lady and then reveals in a shorter version of the same dress, which says um, Kitty's got clouds. And um, it just gives us all the crazy cat lady couture moment to a t and uh, i really live for it so anna stand up my standouts right were vanity and crystal okay so first of all clearly vanity doesn't know how to do an ugly look because that wasn't fugly but it was beautiful so i was here for it i was like to be honest like this might be one of my favorite looks from her like mm-hmm. I just loved the beaded black headpiece and mm-hmm. the quilted shapeless black dress. It was giving me Prada vibes. It was giving me clearer vibes without the big tits and yeah. without the gothic glam, I guess. Yeah. But it, it was something that I would personally see at London or Paris Fashion Week. Like we've been to Fashion Week together. We've seen this kind of look before. 100%. And I think that it looks very high fashion. Yeah, exactly. It's very editorial. And I loved the layered black choker and the burgundy lipstick. She looked amazing. And I loved how it was made from a puffer jacket because let me tell you something, I am not a fan of a puffer jacket unless it's worn by Vanity Milan and it looks like a beautiful dress. And then Crystal was my other standout. Now she didn't do so well in the second category with her LBD. So she really had to pull something big and fabulous and this was wonderful like this was something that i would see at machino you know yes exactly exactly that (laughs) like like i know sorry about the pronunciation i didn't know how to pronounce it it was definitely giving me those vibes because you know that they do like mcdonald-esque um outfits they do a lot of collaborations with um novelty brands or products i was like this is something I could definitely see at Fashion Week. I can see it with Moschino. And I loved how it was a dressing gown, but it mm-hmm. was like rainbow-ified. Like it had the huge eyes, the rainbow dip-dyed wig. Mm-hmm. And it was fugly. Like, would I wear it? No. But I, I, I loved how obnoxious, loud, and in-your-face it was. 
it was very colorful and i was like this is so different to anything we've seen from crystal which is why i really liked it definitely no it was really good like 100 percent. but it wasn't for me so no? you yeah weren't, you no. weren't feeling the vibes nah too much but yeah we do get on to the judges' critiques. And uh, as usual, we're not really going to discuss judges' critiques, but it, it was quite interesting to see uh, Rue asking a very different question from what she generally asks on the runway. And in fact, she asked the queens, whose looks they enjoyed on the runway? Which was uh, actually a very positive take on who would you like to see go home? And instead, mm. giving them uh, the opportunity to say who they'd like to see win this time around. You know what, though? It was actually shady, though, because every time the the queen said, you know, like Kitty or someone else on the runway, um, it would the camera would pan back to Crystal looking like super deflated. And I was like, well, they, they clearly did this to get into her head, like I think. So I, I don't, I, although like it might come across well, like, oh, they're, they're really. like positive. I think it's actually more of a sh- shady motive. I didn't think so because uh, realistically, the producers they only did it after they didn't know that the queens were not gonna say crystal. True. At the end of the day, th- they could have said vanity, and uh, like I wouldn't have been surprised, like right. if no one would have said vanity because realistically, she's not a fashionista. But I, I was surprised that no one said crystal though i wasn't surprised because like personally i enjoyed only like for crystal mm-hmm. this week i didn't think it was like her highest queen and like at the end of the day we have to fulfill the briefs so we do get to say who the queens enjoyed the most uh, and kitty says scarlet vanity says kitty scarlet says kitty again ella says vanity and crystal says ella so now we can say who's the who's the winner. Ladies and gentlemen, it, it might have taken seven episodes, but Kitty Scott Claus has finally has finally got a repeater badge that she should have got weeks ago. But here's the thing, okay? So for me personally, obviously what Gabby thinks is slightly different to me, but here's my two cents. I thought that Kitty had a really, really strong night. I can see why she won, but I actually preferred um, Crystal's two looks more however as a whole kitty did have three strong solid looks right so it makes sense that she did win and yeah she's not a fashion queen we all know that but she hit the brief on the head every single look nailed the brief and yeah i was so happy for her because i was like oh my god it's taken so long but finally she has got a repeater badge and she was so thrilled i mean you think that she should have won right yeah no i think she should have won like realistically for me it's always about uh nailing the brief and consistency when it comes to every challenge so i try to be as objective as possible and in this case she was the one that nailed it through and through in the same way last week we wouldn't have expected an hell of a day to win a snatch game but then she brought it she brought it and um safe we have ella and crystal and at the bottom this week we have scarlet and vanity milan do you agree um yeah i get i guess i i would say so because you already know who i i thought should have won but in regards to safe for sure those were the correct safe people and then like 
although I, I really enjoyed Vanity's looks, well, two out of the three anyway, mm-hmm. to be fair, they, they weren't like fugly, right? They were beautiful, which she I guess is not really the brief. So, and then Scarlett, she did have a weak second look. I did like her third look because it get, was giving me Bianca from Estenders, which I was here for. Mm-hmm. But the first look, like, I liked it, but it wasn't as strong as the other people. So I guess if you're just basing it on that second look, then yeah, she deserves to be in the bottom. And to be fair, she's been on a decline, like, for many weeks now. So her time has been waiting for some, for quite a while now. Yeah, exactly. For both Vanity and Scarlet, this is the third lip sync. But we do get into the lip sync. And by the way, before we get into this, I just want to give a special shout out to Alicia Dixon, who I love. And what I really loved about about Alicia was the fact that she had so much hype energy. Like she was so excited to be there. And it was like so genuine as well. Because like some of the judges, it's just kind of like getting blood out of the stone. Yeah. And she... She had so much personality. I loved how she was dancing. She was so excited during the lip sync, which, by the way, was Mystique, uh, Scandalous. And we all know that she was part of that band. So she's singing along. She's having a great time. And in the lip sync, we do have Vanity versus Scarlet. And let me tell you, from the moment Vanity took off her dress and did that reveal, I was like, okay, bye, Scarlet. See you later. Because Vanity is the lipstick assassin. And anyone that goes against her should feel really scared. Oh, she was fantastic. Like, both queens did amazing. But Vanity was just like, she just embodied the song. Like, she had the character. She had the dance moves. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't in gimmicky either. Like, I loved the spinning turns. The splits was smooth like butter. Like, oh the my God. Twirls. The way she was twirling every time that it was like, you're circling around me. And I'm like. I, I'm, I mean, I was here for it. That was the lip sync of the season, for sure. Like, I was like, thank God. Some of this season has been really lackluster, so at least we've had good lip syncs. At least. Indeed. No one can match her energy. Like, Alicia was feeling it, and I was feeling it, and I'm sure you were too. 100%. 100%. And that's why, finally, we get rid of Scarlet, because Vanity Oh, my went. God. It took some time. It took time. And we made it. So we do get on to our top four, which are Vanity, Ella, Crystal, and Kitty. Of course, this which, is not the top four that we were seeing at the start, but hey. Here's the thing as well. By the way, we're not being hateful towards Scarlett. That's not what's happening. It's just that she went a lot further than I expected her to go. Like, I thought that she was going to be out weeks ago. Amen. But we know that Rue has some favoritism towards Queens, like... Crystal and Scarlet. So, you know what? It's kind of like, oh, fuck all the other queens, right? (laughs) So I was actually, I was surprised in that way that she actually let Scarlet go home because I was like, if she didn't want Scarlet to go home, then she would have put a different queen in the bottom, right? Indeed, because... uh, Like versus Scarlet. The rigory, like if, if, is not the case, but if Vanity would have gone home after that lip sync you would have known the rigory was real that would have been a robbery indeed indeed but drag race is not new to robberies so i mean <laughs> we, we could them happening. a whole episode to that but next week we do have an overacting challenge and it's called brow wars which I'm assuming is like an overacting challenges of Star Wars. Yes. 
That would be correct. It is a parody of that. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of Star Wars, but maybe I'm a hey. fan of... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I know. I don't know if I'm a fan of Brawl Wars. I guess I have to find out. Well, that's something for us to discover next week. Uh, thank you very much, guys. And uh, find us on Spotify, iTunes is always uh, Chicks Talking Drag. On Instagram is Chicks Talking Drag underscore the pod. Leave us a follow, leave us a comment, leave us uh, five stars if you're on iTunes. And yeah, that's everything. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys. Don't forget to watch RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 3 every Thursday on BBC iPlayer and while present all over the world.